Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. It is often said that Chelsea as a club has no sense of history or tradition. With a visit to Arsenal on the occasion of Arsene Wenger's thousandth game in charge, it was pleasing to see Jose Mourinho and his side make a present presentation to the Frenchman. They handed his ass to him on a plate. Even when you take into account Andre Mariner's deeply embarrassing, they all look the same to me, red card moment. <laughs> Yesterday's 6-0 humping at the hands of a rampant Chelsea side was one of the worst defeats in Arsenal's history, and it's safe to say that Monsieur Wenger won't forget his, that particular anniversary in a hurry. It was comforting to hear that the Stamford Bridge faithful offered to draw the latter-day drinking hordes a map of the other part of North London that they don't get to visit that often. <laughs> Joining me to spend much of the next hour laughing at Arsenal and pondering all things Chelsea from the last fortnight or so, and Mark25, who is Mark? Good evening. Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal? Good evening. And Grocer Jackers, who is Tony? Good evening. And if all this wasn't enough, we've got another special guest. A man who spends a large, large part of his life following Chelsea over land and sea, bringing exclusive news of all things blue to his hordes of Twitter followers. Yes, we've lettered another big signing in the form of the man who, who is known to most of us as Blues Chronicle, Mr. Dan Levine. Dan, gentlemen. welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's terrible to turn up on a weekend when there's no news, isn't it? There's, there's hardly anything to report. <laughs> what, what on earth are we going to talk about? I've no I'm idea. Kick, kick the can around for half an hour and go home. <laughs> now, um, a brief formalities first. Mark, as chief medical officer, if you could um, perform the strict, strict and exacting medical that all uh, all special guests have to undergo. Um. I, I thought that was just a private thing that we did between ourselves. Is this well, Chidge <laughs> well, got one and he was on air, so, you know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the first, most important thing is to um, get verification of his age because we've had some transfers in here before and then we found out later on <laughs> they're about 10 years older. How old are you, Dan? I, I can confirm I'm exactly the same age as Samuel Eto, which is 39. Okay, that's all right. That's <laughs> <healthy>. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. <laughs> It'd be um, a stripling. I think I think that's 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 basically about as stringent as it ever gets for for our sidings. So um, I, we should move on. Um, and so we start with Arsenal. I suspect if you ask most Chelsea fans to describe their idea of a perfect day when they woke up yesterday morning, short of someone setting fire to Piers Morgan and then arriving home in time for match of the day to be greeted by a lightly greased Scarlett Johansson with a four pack and a kebab, proceedings down on SW6 with the stuff of dreams. Uh, Mark, you were there. Kick us off. I was. Well, it was a great day out, wasn't it, really? Actually, you know, people say that um, Jose and Arsene don't get on. Uh, but Jose did present Arsene with a gift before the game in his office, which was a um, a salver. Beautiful, ornate thing, Hallmark, London, 1854, with the helpful inscription, this is silverware. <laughs> <laughs> because um, Arsene, obviously with his memories, <laughs> losing track of that. I don't know if it's something about teams from North London that make them shambolic. But, I mean, the arrival of Spurs and Arsenal, I mean, they're just too joke pub teams really aren't they <laughs> it um, has to be said from, from what little I saw in terms of highlights I've, I've yet to see a, a midfield look so incoherent with so many reasonably decent players it, it really was quite staggering how poor they were it was I mean if I give you an analogy and it's not a food one this week but it's a car one and, and we all love car analogies don't we oh yeah yeah absolutely um, I mean what I would equate Arsenal to is Arsene, Arsene has built a car a fabulous car comfortable with cruise control and it can take you up the motorway at a steady speed when he sets his cruise control and he sets it to 77 miles an hour 
which you might think is a bit risky, sort of exceeding the speed limit, but there is a 10% leeway and it comes out at 70. At least that's what I tell myself when I set my own cruise control. <laughs> Noted. And, and it's fantastic at going from, well, London for 100 miles at 77 miles an hour in absolute comfort. But sometimes you have to take the car down a country lane. And Arson still takes the car out of the drive, sets the cruise control to 77, and just doesn't adapt it to the environment. And he goes shooting down the country lane, and in the first corner, which normally he gets to within about four minutes, he's off the side of the road into a tree. <laughs> and that's how it is. He just can't change his driving style, depending on where he's taking his car. And he is a very, obviously, an intelligent person. You know, he's got an economics degree, he speaks five languages... He's not stupid, but there must be a part of the brain that deals with adaptability, and that bit must have got damaged, or he never had it. It's madness, isn't it? It's not. It is madness. It, I mean, he's the, done it three times this season, yeah. and he's done it several times over the last five years. It's that old Einsteinian trope of, um, you know, the definition of madness being doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's, it's, there it is. I mean, he did, he did um, to be fair to him, he did get one thing right in his preparation, in that during the week, during the practices, the goalie, Chesney, if that's how you pronounce it, he kept practicing his goal kicks. And every time, I did this with a golf shot once, I, was, I teed up um, on the tee, and it was a casual one at a public course, and my mate teed up next to me about three feet away, and we, both balls were in line. And as I hit my ball off the tee... It was such a bad shot, I clipped it with the end of the driver and it flew off at right angles and knocked my mate's ball off the tee. <laughs> and Chesney had the same problem this week. He kept it's taking impressive stuff. It was impressive, and we both laughed. Um, anyway, Chesney has been practising goal kicks all week and every time he kicked the ball, it span off his foot backwards into the net. So Wenger quite clearly said to Oxlade, listen, son, Whatever happens, whatever happens, please don't let the ball go out for a goal kick, because if you do that, with dead and buried, he's going to put it in his own net. And fair to Oxley, there was a goal kick coming, and he saved it. And the poor guy gets crucified for it. That's most unfair. Mm. Um, I, I, it's difficult to follow that. Um, Dan, actually, he didn't get crucified, though, did he? <laughs> Specifically, no. Yes, it was it was someone else. Um, Dan, you were um, you, you were you were parched in the, in the lofty environs of the press box, um, and have, have covered numerous Arsenal games over recent years. Um, it, it's. I'd, I'd like to know what 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 the hacks were thinking around you because I mean this this was billed as obviously it was, it's a big clash. There's it's tight at the top. The title could go technically any one of four ways, you know. Th this this was this was billed as as a tight game, and um, and frankly wasn't. No, not not at all. And and, and I tweeted earlier a, a comment uh, that related to yesterday afternoon, and I said that I'd never in my life been to a football game where I'd seen so much open laughter. And <laughs> I wasn't only referring to the Chelsea fans there because there did seem to be an awful lot. Of you know, it was like we were watching some sort of Ealing comedy from the uh, from the press box. People just—it could have been twelve, couldn't it? Really, um, I had the, the, the dubious pleasure of speaking to Arsenal.com the day before the game. They right. sometimes phone me up. 
they run something called a, I think it's a scouting report or something. Mm. And, and obviously they, they seem to think I've got some sort of idea of what Chelsea are going to do in games. So I told them that Chelsea like to play on the break and that although it's not in Arsene's DNA, he may like to at least consider parking the bus. And it was quite interesting that those words were cut from the final copy. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, the people at the website at Arsenal seem to have stopped Arsene from getting the one key piece of information that might have saved his life. <laughs> Dan, if I could just interject there, to be fair to Arsene, it's very difficult to park the bus when he's got the cruise control set at 77 miles an hour. <laughs> this, this is very true, this is very true. I think, I think, I think we, we, can, we can see where the fatal flaw in his plan was, can't we? Um... It's um, I, I, I was I was away this weekend and, and sadly missed the game, but but parked myself down in, in front of a log fire with a nice glass of red yesterday and, and watched um, watched match of the day. Yes, you, you fronted um, that at us actually. I think I did. I, I I had to I had to I had to wave that around so to speak. Yeah. Um, where, where was this in? I was I was out in northern France on the battlefields of the Somme. Mm. And um, I actually, I, I went, um, we went to a number of places, this is digressing slightly, but we went to a number of places where um, the footballers battalion had fought. Um, and um, we saw a Ch- Chelsea, um, a former Chelsea and Brighton player. Um, we saw where he's, um, he's, he's commemorated. Um, and I'm going to kind of come back to that in the future because there's, there's kind of lots of stuff and there's plenty of Chelsea related stuff out there um which we will uh, which we'll touch upon in the future but i'll go back to the game um match of the day in terms of the highlights um arsenal had a fairly decent chance pretty early on Giroud sort of scuffed his shot and um and check saved it and then from then on in it kind of seemed pretty what well, obviously what you get on the highlights is a not any, a great representation of everything all the time but um it, it just seemed complete one-way traffic from there, and the sending off. I, I suspect that there may be the odd, slightly disingenuous Arsenal fan who will suggest that that's what killed the game off. But the, the game was pretty much dead and buried by then, anyway. Um, and we just looked very, very quick and sharp. And it, Etu, um, we seem to have sort of reached the point. Well, Jose seems to have reached the point where he just thinks, right, we'll play Etu at home. Um, no reference was made to it on the highlights, but he went off as far as I could tell because Torres yes, was off fairly quickly was, after the goal. And that was, was the only negative out of yesterday, to be fair. Yeah, but he's um, I, uh, apparently only a couple of weeks, according to general sort of chit chat on Twitter. But there yeah. was absolutely no reference to it made on TV. So all of a sudden, Etu scores. Who, who, who's the standby then for Etu? Um, the standby. Oh. Well, who's going to be replacing him for two weeks? Oh, including, sure? including Paris Saint-Germain away. Um, Shirley, surely. Surely you would, yeah. I'd, I'd assume, what, I replacing mean, Eto'o? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, certainly in Europe in the sense that... Um, it's going to be Torres, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be Torres. When I said there was a negative from yesterday, I didn't realise quite how big that negative was. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, think, I think it'd be a bit unfair because Torres actually put in a decent shift yesterday. Yeah, but he didn't he score, scored, did he? No. no, he didn't score. I mean, the way Etu took that goal, would Torres have scored that? No, I don't. No, think I so. suspect unlikely. No, 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 no. He was the one who made the first incision. <coughs> That's what we need. I said it before. He's becoming more and more like Nicholas Anelka without the ability to score goals. Because at least Anelka kept that a little bit towards the end. But, uh, he seems to be putting himself into that position where he's that kind of Rooney playmaker come striker if you like um, rather than an out and out goal scorer which of course is not what we need 
Because we've got a dozen of them or so, haven't we? So, <laughs> <coughs> um, it's uh, what I'd like to shift on to the um, the incident that obviously Arsenal will point to change the game and the um, and the sending off. Um, as far as I could see, again, you know, we're, we're viewing from from highlights, and, and those of you in the ground may have had a better view. As far as I could see, when Hazard took the shot. Gibbs had his back to Hazard and the referee. Therefore, you would assume that the shirt name, number, etc., was in reasonably clear view. And obviously, Oxley Chamberlain stuck his hand out. I'm really struggling to see how, other than the, the, the terribly embarrassing, they all look the same to me thing. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling to see how he made the mistake. Um, I'll throw. Listen, I'll throw it open. Those of you who are there, by all means, please pitch in because I'm. I'm well, struggling. He, he obviously got the. He obviously got the word because he, his initial decision was. It looked to all intents and purposes that he was giving a goal kick. Okay, right. uh, and then something obviously happened. Now, whether that came from the lino or the fourth official who said uh, no, that there was a handball there. Um, so, bearing in mind, I had the, the television view, the live television view. Um, mm. And they were as incredulous as anybody else. Actually, the commentator, I think for... I can't remember who it was for BT yesterday. Um, he he actually said, um, you know, that, that Chelsea players are shouting for a handball. They may have a case. Oh, my word. And he's pointed to the spot. <laughs> um, so something obviously happened there. Uh, you know, I, don't, I, I, actually, I actually don't think it's anything to do with this. Oh, they all look the same kind of thing. Um, I think it's more to do with the fact that that referee, in a moment of pressure just made the wrong decision um, mm. my bigger concern I think is, is you know I mean actually they were probably they would have been more damaged by Oxlade Chamberlain going off than Gibbs I think <clears throat> mm. um, simply because Chamberlain's a more dangerous player I think in that sense but um, for me it's the the decision people are sort of questioning whether or not it was a red card irrespective of whether it was going wide in my view um Chamberlain didn't know that. He tries no, to say he that. Now he thinks I'll take a yellow for the team. They'll get a penalty. They may miss it, right? And that's wrong. That's a, that to me. That's a straight red. Yeah, he he was preventing what he thought was a goal. Um, and and that's why, so I think they'll just put the the the, the ban onto him. They'll sw- yeah switch it over. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a kind of. Logical argument, which is it wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity or an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Well, possibly, but if the ball had hit the bar and come back, it may have gone to a Chelsea player. There's all sorts of unobvious things in there. Um, There's lots of ifs, buts, and maybe On the, on the mistaken and, identity, yeah. we've seen it before. And in actual fact, goals on Sunday this morning, who um, very miraculously actually showed, because normally, if Sky don't have a game, it doesn't exist. It never happened, does mm. it? You know, that the entire World Cup is usually ignored by Sky because they haven't got the rights um, to cover it. Um, but they did cover it a bit, and they showed the Mario Melchior, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, um, yes, uh, with the slap from behind the beautiful bit of you know boxing from Mario Melchior coming from behind a geezer, bang, gives um, Terry showing him a right hander, and Jimmy gets sent off, um, <coughs> and that decision was transferred over. Um, it was quite funny because Teddy Sheringman said he didn't remember it really, you know. But uh, it was actually that. So I think that's more to my point was it was a red card in my view. You know, mistaken identity happens more often <laughs> in football than we believe. You know, it, it, people, the wrong player gets booked. That does happen. 
It's mm. a lot of fuss about nothing, though, isn't it? Yes. Because even if even if it'd been a yellow card, it was still a penalty. That was 3-0. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't yeah. coming back from 3-0. They could have put another couple of players on there. They weren't yeah. coming back from 3-0. No. You know, there are games where a team will fight back and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm not saying that 3-0 can't be overturned. But the way that game had gone, they were not coming back from 3-0. And therefore, if Mariner is going to make a shocking error like that, make it when there's nothing. It's, and everyone's demanding that the man basically walks around in sackcloth and ashes for a week. Mm. He's well within his rights to stick his head out of the change room door and say, settle down now. Didn't affect the result of the game. Genuine error. Unlike Foy last week, who's who had a big influence on the game, this mm. had no influence on the game. And therefore, is not really worthy of, of the press's consideration to the level that they're doing no, it. No, but they... Oi, 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 hang, hang on a minute. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. We have a member of the press with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm not accusing him. I'm accusing... I'm just saying the press... Well, I was listening to the radio all day yesterday because I was down in my cellar trying to clear it out. And it was like being down in, in, in the mines. And I had spent all day listening to Radio <laughs> 5. And they just could not get over it. You know, Pat Nevin was trying to just get on with the game. The guy who was commentating could not get over it. Well, it is worth in a game about. Where it was I mean, it, it doesn't up. happen very often, so it's good fun to talk about. Mm. Yeah, but, but the, the, the team in first place was playing the team in second or third place and whacking them 6-0. They got more excited over Liverpool putting six goals past Cardiff and leaking three at the same time than they did over Chelsea. It was... Yes, it was a, a ridiculous incident, but what, why aren't they treating it more like the, the Graham Pole, you know, I show you three or four or five <laughs> yellow cards. Oh, look, you know, like Tommy Cooper just pulling cards more and more and more, <laughs> they're going everywhere. You know, it is, in terms of what it did to the game, it, it's just not that important. No, you know, the game's never coming back is, from that. Because um, Arsenal took off um, Badolski for a centre-back after 24 minutes. So if your team was down, it's good to consolidate on that and sort of go a bit more defensive to make sure you can't come back from it. <laughs> I mean, no, no one could believe no one could believe that, that he left Flamini on the bench to start that game. You know, Flamini, mean? Flamini. What yeah. did I call him? Flamini. Yeah. Flamini. Yeah, but that's the part of Italy I come from. Oh, I see. <laughs> right now, Dan. Jump in here because I mean you, you obviously you, you obviously you saw the Foy incident yeah. and the Mariner incident both in the flesh. Now it's it's a classic example of how you you could say things even themselves out over the course of the season. How you, you get a tough decision one week and you get a, a decision in your favour the next week. Um, the inconsistencies are are fairly glaring. Again, what 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 was the the view? Of, of, of the, the press pack and, and yourself as it as it happened yesterday, what what was the immediate reaction to it? Well, mostly disbelief, to be honest, which mm. I think was, was something we all share. But uh, having 
you know, saying, first of all, that I agree entirely with everything that has been said about how it had no bearing whatsoever on the outcome of the game. Mm. In fact, if anything, Arsenal probably benefited ever so slightly in having a less good player sent off than the man who committed the offence. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the, 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 other, the other dimension to this story that, that we're missing a bit here, and the bit, if we riff with it a little bit, uh, that, that is most unbelievable is that Oxley Chamberlain walks up to the referee and yeah. says, Please, sir, it was me. <laughs> and the referee effectively goes, no, 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 don't believe you, mate, don't believe you. It's just, I mean, it's appalling offici- officiating. Um, it's difficult to compare it, really, with Foy, because, of course, in, in the Foy decisions of last week, there was a winner, Aston Villa, and there was a loser, Chelsea. Mm. And, and, and in this decision uh, against Arsenal, the only winners were two players, winners and losers were two players who played for Arsenal, one of whom, the winner managed to get an early bath, and the loser had to play another, <laughs> another 80 minutes of football. <laughs> Thank Christ, I'm out of this. Uh, <laughs> off, I, off I go. I mean, it, it is a, a timely reminder to us all. Um, well, to me anyway, listening to it, it was a timely reminder that my that my visceral distrust and dislike of capital punishment uh, was once again, you know, verified. In that, <laughs> you know, the innocent man could have swung. You know, <laughs> you know, if we're living in more brutal times, he might have been just hauled away and decapitated on the spot. You know, for, it's, it's, it's true. I, I or mean, had his hand cut off or something. You know, you did. but that, that had happened to the Arsenal eleven the week before. <laughs> they were all running around like headless chickens. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dan's point about um, the, the Oxley Chamberlain admit, openly admitting you know, to his culpability, etc., is a good point to make. What appears to be the referee industry's rejoinder to this is that, and some have said it more subtly than others, is that um, a referee can't take uh, player opinion on board. Um, you know, even if a player said, oh, yeah, he didn't, he only just grazed me when he dived in with two feet. Mm. He can't, he, his judgment is you dived in with two feet, off you go. Mm. Um, and obviously some others were saying, well, you know, these are all scrotely horrible footballers, duplicitous bastards. You know, if, if, if the best player in the team does something, what's to stop Anoik coming up and saying it was me? and being hauled off. So, you know, depending which way you view it, the idea was that if a referee makes his decision, he can't take information from the players. He he then has to see... It it may well be that Mariner realised that he had sent the wrong man off, as Chamberlain was telling him, or, or whatever, but had to see it through. I mean, it is bizarre yes, in this so day and age that they couldn't, you know, sort it out there and well, then. I think, absolutely bizarre. But I think Jose you know. summed it up perfectly. It, you know, it took a fourth official 15 seconds to look at a video. Just look at the video. Said, yeah, exactly. You've got the wrong man. Uh, and then mm. for the referee to exercise a bit of common sense and say, I've got the wrong bloke, Gibbs back on, mm. Chamberlain off. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of weird structure within refereeing and uh, you know present company accepted it, it reminds me very much of the legal the, the whole legal culture of um Steady. inordinate inordinately pathetically stupid out you know 18th century fucking practices you know and, and stuff like you know you will do it this way and there is no other way and it's ridiculous in the 21st century we can't do that and i just think that in that particular case uh you know 10 
15 seconds. Look at it. The, the one interesting thing, and I don't know if anybody else has picked up on this, but UEFA, UEFA came out with a statement not long after the game, probably about an hour. Did um, they really? They did. They came out with a statement that said this absolutely backs up Monsieur Platini's view that technology is not the answer and what we really need is more assistant lions to referees <laughs> because they would have removed this from the, <laughs> the fact that every game I've watched where we've had the extra four bloody assistants, I've not seen one of them do anything except perhaps roll a fag or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, Seems to miss them, but it, it just really—it's just such a desperate bit. Of, and this this proves it. This proves Monsieur Platini's point exactly. And I'm like thinking, oh, you know, did they, you can, it's, it just made me laugh so much that this, you know, Platini's going to get a statement out. Right, this proves exactly what I'm trying to say. And, and I just think I'm with Donald. It was a mistake, a, a, a bad mistake, you know. But I just think, you know, mm. really, we've adopted goal line technology. The fourth official is there to do what? Keep the time. Surely, uh, there are monitors there. You just go and look at it. Just literally, would have took him ten or fifteen seconds to have had that replayed. So, you know, BT were replaying it within seconds. Mm. The best, the best news for Andre Andre Mariner out of this, of course, is that if he doesn't find that refereeing is the way forward for him, he has got a job for life as the uh, head of Tottenham CID. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh god! I mean, I did, I did get a bit tired, but the joke got banded around so many times, you know. Um, but it was quite amusing the Twitter meme that was going around about, you know, that the Chamberlain walks over to him and says it wasn't me, ref, and he turns around and says, "Shut your mouth, Walcott, or you're off as well." You know, that just <laughs> kind of did make me laugh. You know, this whole thing around it, but you know, I, I think in the scheme of things, even Wenger has been. Uh, they've cancelled their pre-Swansea uh, press conference. Um, he's, yes, he's he cancelled. He cancelled his his post-match presser, didn't he? As well, Dan, I think. Mm. Well, well, the the press officer from Arsenal came in uh, to the press room after an interminable wait and announced. Unfortunately, the bus had to go because mm, it wasn't <laughs> parked properly. I think this is a problem. <laughs> it hadn't is been it, parked properly all day. Is it like the film? Is it like the film Speed? I mean, if it drops below seventy-seven mile an hour, it'll blow up. Automatic has been launched this bus to get home. Well, oh, there, there, is, there is a, a link there between uh, this game, of course, and the Tottenham game, where afterwards uh, Tim Sherwood said that uh, you know th- this one's going to hurt when we get back on the motorway. The uh, the uh, the Tottenham managers <laughs> seem to think that there was a motorway that links Stamford Bridge and White Hart Lane. <laughs> so, so not only are there the shortcomings on the footballing field, also the man hasn't got a sat nav. It's it's, it's 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 a slight worry, isn't it? Actually, the, the one one thing that did tickle me this morning, I refreshing my Twitter feed was Arsenal fan tweeting incredible scenes in the Mariner householders. As Andre tries to watch um, the replay of his his misdeed on the uh, on the microwave, but <laughs> <laughs> we get the general yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, I think just in terms of of what that does to the title race, obviously City absolutely thumped Fulham five 0 and, and Fulham you w- you would suspect you know sadly another London derby and frankly a very local game for uh, for most of us who frequent that part of the world is gone. Uh, it's um once Michael Jackson was taken away it was all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all gone hasn't it yeah, it's, um, it's serious I mean it, they, they weren't looking too clever before they took their statue away but once he went it's just it's all gone horribly yeah mm. um, so we are 
we're now four points ahead of Liverpool who have a game in hand. Um, City are obviously still sitting back there with three games in hand on us and are six points back. Um, Arsenal are seven points behind us with one game on us and then obviously Tottenham are, well, frankly nowhere. Um, we're Palace next week. Um, obviously, the, the big one would seem to be Liverpool at the end of April. Um, and given that they're chucking in goals with, with gay abandon and, and we're not quite so prolific but um, improving um, that kind of seems to be depending on what happens in, in the interim that kind of seems to be the key game for us um, uh, gents thoughts on the just general thoughts on the title race anyone chuck in your opinion go City still favourites for me mm. I'm not um, so sure actually I'm just on the BBC website looking at the City fixtures their next four games is they're away to United away to Arsenal home to Southampton and away to Liverpool. Yeah. They've, got to, they've got to drop something out of that lot. I mean, if they win all those games, they probably deserve to win it. Yeah. Fair but enough, also, yeah. they're away to Liverpool, so one of the two are going to drop some points. I don't know if the BBC website's wrong, but the kick-off time for Liverpool v Man City on Sunday the 13th is 13.37. No, it's to do with the... Is that right? It's the Hillsborough thing, yeah. Hillsborough. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so someone can explain it better to me, but I think for the 25th anniversary, um, all all the games will be seven minutes later than their original scheduled time. Mm, Well, there there is a story in that in itself, in that our game at Swansea, which is that day, um, was until fairly recently scheduled for ten past four. It was Mm. then switched to four o'clock. It was then switched again to seven minutes past four. So, so the big question is: Is our game seven minutes delayed or three minutes early? <laughs> <laughs> Answer to the postcard or not? <laughs> it's, it's not been well thought out, has it? No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but I think Mark's, yeah. got, a, Mark's got a point. He'll probably finish late anyway. Liverpool, Liverpool's next four league games are Sunderland at home, which you'd expect them to win. Spurs at home. I, I, you know, Spurs, they've they put on a good show today pretty much after going 2-0 down. Um, West Ham United away, which I think they'll, they'll steamroll West Ham. And then, of course, the City game. So, um, I think for Liverpool, they've got two crunch games in there, if you arguably City and us in their running. Mm. Um, whereas, you're right, City have got the hard running. But I just think City, um, you know, they... Uh, they they don't seem to be missing Aguero. Torre seems to be coming. He's having an outstanding couple of weeks, isn't he, or a few weeks? And um, well, he steamed on his own yesterday, yeah, didn't he? Exactly. And I, I, I'm also trying to adopt the Jose Mourinho. Um, you know, play it down, play my own expectations down by saying that City are favourites. So I'm just emulating my hero by saying what he says, basically. No, but Jose has to manage public perception. Because everybody, um, everybody is um, listening to every single word and reacting to that. No one's listening to this, Tony. So you, between us, you can just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to it's live ab- with it. It's absolutely I, true. I have to live with it. This is this is. I'm heading into that interminable part of the season where where I'm basically going to bed every single night thinking. Will we? Won't we? Shall we? Shan't we? You know. I mean, I said jokingly, said yes. And what does your oh. wife say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tap-in, wasn't it? Yeah, it yes. was, wasn't it? <laughs> that one was going in anyway. So to speak, into that one didn't I? But I just, uh, you know, it's for me. It's just my own way of playing, my own expectation. I relaxed yesterday. I finally relaxed when Salah scored. 
At that point, I thought we've got this one wrapped up now. That's what I It'll thought. Be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll be I'll, fine. I'll take. I'll take a draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, it's 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 obviously very still very open. Um, I, I I thought City right at the beginning, and I I probably still do. But but that terrible thing called hope is lurking around and and making me believe. And um, I'm, I'm sort of protecting myself against last minute disappointment, just given the way things are. But um, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Is it, is um, it just me? Sorry, John. I was just going to jump in there and say, is it just me? But I, I, I sense that, that from the, the, the fellow Chelsea brethren, not only gathered in our virtual Skype bunker, as, as Dan uh, referred to it earlier on, <laughs> but in general, um, would be uh, we were far keener to get the Premiership than we would the Champions League. I, I certainly feel that way. I always think that that's the one that gives you the bragging rights over everybody you're likely to bump into every day, unless you know a lot of Spanish and German people, which I don't. Um, mm. but I just I just get the sense that I mean we, we probably would have touched on it later, but we're not really even you know it isn't the thing that's filling Chelsea fans' thoughts at the moment. What's filling us at the moment appears to be um, laughter and whether or not we can <laughs> and whether or not we can you know whether or not we can actually see this through. Bearing in mind that interesting stat that when Jose has been top of the table in February, he has never lost that lead. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I saw that. Which is, of course, why he's been very careful to say this isn't a real table and we're not top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, I agree with you. I, well, I think, you I mean think unlo- most people want the league, don't <laughs> yeah. you? You mean unlike Arsenal, who we were handing out trophies, weren't they, when they were top of the table? That's <laughs> what I was going to say. The open top bus going down up the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Islington is partying once again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I, a sneaking suspicion Liverpool uh, and could have a big say, you know, Yes, I don't Something think they're going to win it. They're, they're conceding too many goals in some ways, but I don't know, it, it could all fall their way. And as you say, City might trip up because they've just got too many difficult fixtures one after the other, you know, depending heavily on company and so on for the big games. Let's we see. might not quite have it, you know, the, the slip-up at Villa sort of reintroduced the idea that, you know, we've got these slip-ups still in us as they yes. say and I just wonder if Liverpool might not squeeze through Let's, um, because they don't have the European thing and so on and so forth and of course they have so much more history than we do well of course <laughs> yes and next time one of them mentions this to me I shall point out that in 1851 Moby Dick was written and there are bow-headed whales swimming off the coast of Alaska who were alive when that happened and are still alive now. And that is having history. Winning <laughs> a few trophies somewhere around the 60s and the 70s. And perhaps, you know, these bow-headed whales, they've been around for sort of 200 years. That's just a blip to them. Although apparently there was an awful lot of whale chatter picked up off the coast of Alaska yesterday afternoon about... One one thirty, you know, <laughs> and it's meantime. So they obviously are following the title race now, <laughs> because there was a mariner involved, obviously, for no other reason. Excellent. I wonder where All that I, was meandering its way to. Yes, I was going to say it was. It, it was. It was indirect, but we got there eventually. <laughs> um, I would. I would. 
I would note now that that should the absolutely unthinkable happen and, and Liverpool do manage to sneak through, this show genuinely will be recorded from a bunker because I'm <laughs> fucking moving for <laughs> at least a year until such they time as it is safe to come out again. We will only be playing uh, sonorous martial music like they used to do, you know, in the Soviet Union when someone yeah. famous died. Or oh, that's that's all the podcast will be. There will be no talking. There will just be the very sad music being played. Somber music and, yes. um, and re- replays of, of drugs knocking his penalty in Munich. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, right. Um, if anyone has any, any additional laughter to add about Arsenal, then by all means, please do, because I'm going to move on to the Champions League. Um, th- there is one other thing. I... There's, there was a live, um, sorry, not a live, there was CCTV footage apparently found um, yesterday. There's an old lady called Elsie Grimsbottom, and <clears throat> she's unknown to most of the world. But for 60-odd years, she has gone into the Macclesfield boardroom and basically cleaned and polished it on a Sunday because obviously they play on a Saturday. She comes in, she cleans up, she tidies up. And she lovingly goes down the wall, which has all the sort of photos and plaques of, of Macclesfield history. And there is one plaque on there, which has the day Macclesfield played down at the bridge in 2007, when mm. they lost quite heavily to Chelsea. And that was Jose Mourinho's greatest numerical victory in his time at Chelsea. And she'd go along with her little duster, dusting and polishing. She'd just chuck under his chin because she likes Jose. I mean, she's never looked at another man since she married Bert 60 years ago. But she chucks him under the chin because he is a handsome lad and moves on. Well, apparently yesterday, CCTV footage showed that she had a day-glow pen. And as she got down there, where it says Chelsea 6, Macclesfield 1... She put a great big day glow circle around this one, and then a little message: "Have a look at that arson." And then off she went. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping to get it up on YouTube if we yes, can. Uh, yeah, I thought that would, that would be most helpful. I would suggest. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's his biggest victory now. It used to be six-one against Macclesfield. Sorry, okay. sorry, okay. Dan. Uh, if, just just while we're on the subject of, uh, of both the Arsenal game and YouTube, if I can just ch- chuck in a, a recommendation for our, our listeners, and that is uh, the, the, the thing that devoured almost all of my Sunday morning. It was watching something called Arsenal Fan TV on YouTube. Ah, oh, yes. And the amazing thing is you've got, you've got all these Arsenal fans outside Stamford Bridge giving their opinion on the disaster that was Wenger's testimonial. And, <laughs> and the only thing I can add to it is really, in Arsene we trust. <laughs> well, there, was, there was a beautiful one that was um, tweeted out last night, I think, but it might have been Joe Tweeds, actually, um, of a guy who... Oh, I'm sorry, I was just trying to get Arsenal Fan TV, and there, there it is. We, we, right. we could... We could always stream it in. Just for the yeah. <laughs> but this guy, apparently he'd had chest pains, right, in the game, during yeah. the game. And they, so what do you do? You have chest pains in the game, and the first thing you do when you're leaving is not go to a doctor. It's to be interviewed by Arsenal Fan TV. Um, <laughs> and, and it ended with this guy, after about ten minutes of an utter tirade, crying. No, this wasn't a bloke. This wasn't like a fair weather turned up latte drinking. This was kind of a hardened old North Londoner, probably in his sixties, late fifties or sixties or whatever. Yeah, 
um, and he became less and less coherent as this interview went on. And you could see the poor guy, the guy that trying to interview him, saying, "And what else do you think?" Well, it's just not good. And in the end, the tears they did, they were forthcoming. They did flow, and it was just fantastically amusing. It went quite viral. Um, uh, so I, I, if you can check it out. But the fact that this guy, uh, how's your chest? You still got the chest pains? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, they've, they've more or less gone. <laughs> <laughs> they've more or less gone! <laughs> what well, well apparently, apparently the camera people had said, would you like to go to hospital with the Chelsea and Westminster's down the road? And he said, shit, hospital, no history. <laughs> <laughs> Built with a vast amount of new new PFI in two thousand and four. No, yeah, you, could, uh, you could do this. Or you should have done, we should have done a bumper edition special for th- for this one because I think this is this is far far more enjoyable than the Tottenham one. We might have expected and foresaw the Tottenham one in a moment of um, you know drug induced fucked up bollocks or whatever. But this one <laughs> yesterday, let's face it, no one there was no one in that ground went in thinking we can smash these six nil. Let's be fair, there wasn't. And, no, um, no. I checked out a couple of Arsenal sites because it's such fun it's just one of those glorious things um, and uh, I found one called the Daily Canon I think it is ladyarse.co.uk which had some amusing stats on there um, which I, I assume are all true but um, uh, is it Olivier Giroud is that his first name Giroud mm-hmm. yeah. yep. mm-hmm. his, past, his past success right now considering that I've been laid up um, with gout for over a week. My past success rate is better than this. His past success rate yesterday was 69%. I mean, that is, for a professional footballer, That that's just appalling, isn't it, that you think? And by the way, they've had nine red cards given to Arsenal this season. Guess how many players yeah. they've had sent off against them? None. <laughs> Not one. Oh, oh that's, that's a sweet one, isn't it? But there you go, I'll leave you to it now. Please, let's move no, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's 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 all good. Well, I, I think um, you know, irrespective of where we end up at the end of the season, whether whether there is silverware or not, that will be um, one of the high points of it, and yes. um, a very very enjoyable uh, afternoon all round. Um, we will move on to um, the return of Didier Drogba to Stamford Bridge last um, last Tuesday night um, when Galatasaray pitched up, um, looking to overturn. Well, looking no, looking to. Um, Oh God! I've lost the plot. Sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> to capitalise on a, a well-called looking to capitalise. <laughs> yeah. Get um, an away goal to, to get themselves an away an away yeah. goal to match ours that we we nicked out there. Um, it was. I, I, th- I think it was. A, it was a fitting return for the drog. You know, he was he was given a huge amount of respect and a great deal of applause at either end of the game. But he did pretty much bugger all um, as Galatasaray themselves did um, Wesley Snyder who um, I always admired a great deal as a player was well it, it was pub-esque his, um, his contribution to the game on Tuesday um, any, anyone just off you go throw in something because I'm frankly I'm, lo- I'm losing words and I'm running out of beer um, I was astonished I have to say when I was down there, astonished because I went to it and I was up there in the East stand, mm. and <clears throat> my memory of, of Didier Drogba will always be the Munich thing. So Wednesday didn't really impinge on that. He, you know, as you say, he didn't play very well. The whole Galatasaray didn't play very well. They didn't really give him anything. Um, although, right in the last couple of minutes, there was a cross that he almost, uh, if he 
got his feet sorted out or mm. had been slightly further in front of him, he would have probably put in the net. But um, what I found astounding about the whole thing was the sense of balance of your average Turkish fan. <laughs> because sitting looking to my left, there were at least three or four blokes who stood on the edge of the balcony of the, the higher tier yeah. stood on the edge for the whole game and I kept waiting for one of them to fall off <laughs> because apart from uh, an irrational fear of capital punishment I have an irrational fear of falling from height and I, I, I was sweating for most of that game, not on the result but yeah, but it wasn't me who was at height, it was them. No, obviously. And yet I was, I was suffering this. And not only were they standing on this thing, but you know it's got that little rail. So if you're standing with your Achilles against the rail, you've got even less chance if you, if you overbalance. And these four fellas, or five of them, however many, they're up there all night. And I wasn't getting irate thinking, oh, the steward should go and get them down or anything. I was just praying to the Holy God that they didn't pitch off there at some point. But they obviously, you know, like that, that tribe of um, Native Americans who they use to build um, skyscrapers because yes. they, they've got no concept of, of the dimension of height. They just wander off across girders. These, these fellas are exactly the same. That, maybe Have that's you, what they do to, for a living. Um, you've been to a kebab shop and they, they've got those great big meat, meat kebab type things spinning. Yes. But they don't fall off. <laughs> well, you say spinning. I would, I would use the term. And I know we're getting into culinary matters again. I would call that rotating. Rotating, right? Because right. <laughs> spinning, spinning carries with it a, a sense of, of some speed, whereas really they rotate gently, don't they? But they're also skewered with, and they're affixed at oh, the top point and the bottom that. point. I thought they were balanced. I think no. we may be finding that there's the, po the potential here for a doctorate in kebab dynamics. Am I the only one? Socio-political relevance. Am I the only one who enjoyed their torch display? It could, the Chelsea fans sort of derided it, and, oh, and I, I saw I a few posts following day that I found it very, very romantic. I really liked it. I think we should make it obligatory in all night games. Mm. It, there, there was there was a certain something about it. The one that got me was the whistling song. Where they seem to be possessed by the spirit of Roger Whittaker for some bizarre reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one for the Exactly. In, in the midst, in the midst of lots of very oh, very I, I didn't hear that. There was sudden... I didn't hear that. When was that? You, maybe you should see your doctor about that tinnitus again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that my fellow shedders will back me up. I think the second half they were doing it more than anything else. Yeah. Um, two or three times, just it, it, you know rabble-rousing song and all of a sudden yeah where did it come from i don't i saw lots of them on the way in being being searched quite heavily and lots of like jumpers and guitars and glasses being taken off them so possibly you know it would have, it would have looked more impressive when they had the whole roger whittaker thing going on 
but they were just left with the whistling, so it didn't have quite the same impact. I think that was the problem. The um, the whistling in the away leg, of course, was was a slightly different sort of effect. I don't know if you you picked up on TV. Um, no, I can't say I did actually. Pleasure of being out there, and it was a bit like um, sitting in a greenhouse during a nuclear hailstorm. <laughs> uh, it was honestly one of the loudest things I've ever heard. But but in praise of our Turkish um, friends and colleagues. Um, what a fantastic city, what a brilliant away trip, and, mm. and honestly, one of the best I've ever done. Um, but mm. uh, they, they didn't really turn up, did they, for either leg, let's be honest. And, no, uh, no they, I they were, they were a little bit... No, the fans were very... The fans were the best impressive. Mm. Yeah. I think, no, I think though, um, watching it on the TV, it was fairly obvious that, from, from Didier Drogba's point of view, he was merely emulating his display when he played for us against Marseille, as I recall, where he basically went there and just flounced around the pitch a little bit and uh, ran occasionally and what have you. I think he, you know, and fair play to him. I, don't, I wasn't expecting him to come and try and turn us over, but uh, it's much, no matter what he says, but uh, it, did, it did remind me of that, that particular occasion. Yeah, I think um, they're not a great side. And I, I, certainly the, the away leg, um, Mancini sort of made... We, we, talked about this previously um, so we won't dwell on it but Mancini made a change that kind of brought them back into it and we, we just hadn't as, as often as happened in away games this season and we're not terribly adept at, um, at finishing them off And um, but yeah I mean Tuesday night it was a fairly perfunctory. we were all over them for the first 20 minutes in the away leg mm. Mm. and I think just Mancini didn't. is regretting uh, um, ringing Wenger for advice on the current Chelsea team and how to set up his team at the beginning of a game he won't do that again <laughs> Uh, so we are um, we went into the hat on um, on Friday and we've drawn um, Paris Saint-Germain um, uh, well, there, was no hat, there was no hat to be fair there wasn't I, I'm, I'm being metaphorical here you know it's, it's, it's they were just hot and cold balls <laughs> because the draw was seeded there must have been some indication as to which balls to pull out well it's I mean it's it's a, it's an interesting tie. This, we've 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 not played them in a competitive game before. I don't think um, um, we did. We played yeah, them we have. Three yeah. some time ago. I think Nothing we beat else. them three 0 in in Paris and and eked out yeah, nil nil at Stamford Bridge or something. Similar. Yeah. yeah, in the Champions League. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, it shows how good my memory is. Um, Under Jose Mourinho, I think. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. It's ten years ago. It's 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 a long time, frankly. Um, not not if you're a bow-headed whale. It's not, John. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, is true. If uh, I can't, I can't let the, uh, the 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 sly allegation they're fixing in the UEFA draw go by without comment, because of course it was Luis Figo who who pulled the balls out of the bowl, and and the only thing I can say is that whatever. He, he puts on his hair, obviously doesn't affect the nerves in his fingertips. It, it looks like some sort of coal tar that he's, he's wearing up there, but uh, you know, he, he still has the ability to pull out hot and cold balls from that hat. So. <laughs> without, without a, without a they were all just, It was just a, a straight-off, all-in-one bowl draw, was it? it it's yeah. just come out this way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm of the view that that's that I'd I'd rather play um, them than Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Bayern, Munich, and I, so I'm quite happy with it. I think um, mm. you know it, do do we really? I, I'm not quite sure we're ready for any of those other teams yet. We may well be, but I think we tend to improve as the competition goes on. 
Um, and uh, so I was quite happy with that. And, and I think, you know, without, you know, they oh, yeah, they've got Ibrahimovic and they've got um, Cavani and they've spent a lot of money, but they haven't got Jose. And, you know, so you can, you can go the down the Galacticos route and Real Madrid did it for absolutely years, didn't they? Let's spend all our money on every single great player and then basically recruited every shit manager after every shit manager and won nothing. Um, and I think if you look at City, who have spent the money, they've not emulated what Jose did in the three years or for first three or four years uh, the, under Abramovich. They've won a Premiership uh, and an FA Cup, I think. Um, and, you know, it, I think it, it just shows the relevance and the importance of having somebody with that, you know, ruthless uh, mentality. I've seen him described on a couple of Arsenal websites today as, as evil, I think. Um, there was, an, uh, there was a, an article in the, in the Metro by um, Lee Hurley, I think, who's an Arsenal blogger or something, who described him as the evil one. And, and I just I kind of puffed my chest out of that a bit and went, yeah, good. <laughs> Magic. But, you know, if we sold our soul to the devil, brilliant. We sold it to the right one. Um, so I think that, for me, will give us a, a, a crucial edge over Paris Saint-Germain. I really do. You're sounding, you're sounding like one of those dodgy people in a Dennis Wheatley novel. Yeah. <laughs> to go, devil, you've gone over. Yeah. He's moved to, moved to the other side. On, on the subject of the evil, because I, sort of, when he was at Real Madrid and all that, I didn't really follow it too closely. Lots of people ref- this is going off on, on a tangent. Um, Unlike you, don't? Yes, I know. <laughs> and um, they keep referring to this eye gouging incident. What was all that about? Does anyone. I've no um, idea. Mourinho um, stuck his finger in Tito. Was it, was it Tito Villanova, the guy who, um, who was right. managing, um, managing Barcelona? He, oh, he, right. He, it, was, it was fairly, fairly grim. He'd be. Just you know, there was something going on po- after the game, and he just dug his thumb in his eye. Was it Mourinho or was it one of his? his was it um, Sil- Silvino Loro? I'm not sure. What was one of them anyway? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mourinho, and I think he got he got a very very sort of. I can't remember what the fine was, but I, I suspect Jose could probably find it down the back of his sofa. It wasn't anything particularly troublesome to a man of his means. Um, but, um, I, but it I, was a definite gouge, was it? Oh, yeah, oh, you, you know... You, as as you practised by your average prop forward from Lourdes. It's illegal <laughs> in rugby, isn't it? <coughs> it's, it's illegal, but it's quite... It, it goes no, on. It's, it's, not illegal amongst, it's, it's not illegal amongst uh, football managers. I, guess it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe it's bad form, I think, is, is, is the main thing. Um, I don't know... But, I, the Champions League, I've, I've just got this sort of slightly strange feeling in my loins, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking football and Champions League here. I don't know, I, I, I think we might, we might get there. I'm, I'm not convinced we're going to win it, but I, I reckon we might find ourselves in Lisbon in May. Well, Paris is, is certainly a good draw for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them, obviously, is that, that, that they are beatable, aren't they? The other yeah. thing is Paris in the spring. I mean, we're talking about the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, the Mona Lisa... Um, not a bad trip. The Scousers probably yeah. think they haven't got any history, but you know, it will still <laughs> it'll still do for me. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's, um, no, it's I, convenient. I mean, there are apparently bow-headed whales who still remember the Paris Commune of eighteen thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digressing again. I do <coughs> and let's not forget, we're away in the first leg. Yes, I mean yes. it couldn't be better, really, could it? I think, yeah, I, I think. No, it's a good draw for us. I was when I was asking about the draw, I, I was just really the way it worked out from a sort of UEFA TV point of view was was very good, you know, in that it kept all the the, the favourites apart, as it were. 
mm. um, you know, in the Barca, Real Madrid, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess every now and then, if you do that every other year, you, and you, you, don't, you mm. don't kind of fix that draw. You don't use the hot and cold ball. You do use the hot and cold balls in order to uh, propagate the, the, the image that the draw isn't fixing anyway. I mean, it is odd, because if you'd have asked me beforehand, I would have said a banker would be us against Manchester United or Barca versus Real Madrid or Dortmund versus Bayern. One of those, there would be a clash in there and it turns out there aren't any. I think it's worth pointing out from a health and safety point of view that UEFA do not use hot and cold balls (laughs) because of the health and safety implications. (laughs) I believe it's smooth smooth, and one is slightly abraded with a very fine sandpaper. That's how they now do it. More information than I ever thought I'd take away about Luis Figo's balls. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, I did find it annoying. Between him drawing out every ball, he did then put his hands back in his pockets. <laughs> Which, I, it just looked a bit scruffy, I thought. But he might have been going down there for a bit of talcum powder or something, or a bit of grit to, um, like, the cricketers, sort of ball tinkering. I don't know what, what was going on. Well, as Dan says, because his hands were so pockets. oily, he needed a bit of chalk on it was all right with a rough one but when it came to the smooth one he, he needed something to <clears throat> um, so the Champions League draw is made the, um, the first leg is what April the 1st and 2nd isn't it I think next Second. Wednesday yeah next year Wednesday week yeah that's it um, yeah fingers crossed I, I, have, I have a strange feeling we may be um, we may be on the run to Lisbon, but that's just... Um, tickets available tomorrow, in case you've missed it, for the um, home leg. For the home leg. Oh, OK. Grand. In which case, I shall be online tomorrow morning. Um, anyone have anything else to add about Champions League and general thoughts on that? Um, are, we, are, we, are we in any way thinking that Man United could be, you know, could be in there at the death? Well, No. But by and by, I think we'll trundle through them. Um, they, you know, they everyone's suddenly took, they've turned a corner because they uh, <laughs> they beat West Ham and Olympiacos. Uh, fucking hell! I mean, are we really at that stage now? I mean, you know, Olymp- I, Olympiacos. I just, just to interject, Tony, Olympiacos before um, before they played United on uh, Wednesday night or wherever it was, they played thirteen games in England. Or 13 European games in England, they had conceded something like 37 goals, yeah. scored three, and had never won. Exactly. So, it, yeah, it, it, it's as, as I noted on my Twitter feed, it's, it was hardly that great night in Barcelona, was it, Clive? You know, no. not no, quite. I, I have one more thing about the, uh, I, and, and this is don't, this must not be taken to mean I'm plastic in any way or disloyal in any way um, or anything. But there's a little part of me that hopes we don't actually get to the Champions League final because on that very night. It's my father-in-law's proper 70th birthday present, which is the real ale train running from... Oh, right. Yeah. And, and, and of course, we'd struggled to get in on a particular night, and I'm really looking forward to it, because I'm owed a couple of tear-up weekends anyway, after the last couple have been laid up with my foot in the air like some sort of Victorian um, stilton gorging, port-drinking um, landed gentry or whatever. Um and so there's a little bit of me that's kind of hoping that we're not there because if we are, 
I hope and pray to God that I can't get any technology to work. Um, but I can't see it. I'm going to be on a real old train, which is going to be primarily blokes, and there'll be people going, you know, there'll probably be some Chelsea fans on there. There'll probably be some fans of the other side simply because they're Liverpool fans or whatever, you know, and they don't want Chelsea to win. And it'll just be, it'll be that, it'll be worse than that episode of the Lightly Lads where they're trying to avoid the score. It'll be Where does the train run from and to? It runs from, uh, I think it's from uh, Allsford to another place beginning with A. Um, oh, <laughs> so God. we're in the sticks then, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It's the Watercrest line. Um, Allsford to... Right. Well, are we north of the Watford Gap, south oh, of the no, Watford Gap? Very, Way very, south. Very, very south. Uh, you know, and uh, it starts from somewhere oh, where you can catch the train to... Um, uh, to Basingstoke, so um, out that way. Anyway, um, aside from the clash with the Champions also, League, Tony, I, I, I sincerely hope um, your gout clears up in time for you to go away for a drinking weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, <laughs> yes. Heaven, yeah. heaven forbid. Yeah. Obviously, that will help the gout. Yes. Now, I, I'm, just... fa- I'm fairly depressed about the gout because I've done everything I can to manage my diet, to lose weight, to, to do the fitness. I've been cycling, and 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 I've, I've spoken to Dan before um, on the Chelsea fan cast where I said thank you very much because he, he he made a generous as you all did to my 300 mile bike ride etc and so you know I've, I've the gout was a really it was it's been nine days now of not being outside the house um and i i i looked up in reading about it and the list of foods that i am supposed to avoid is um i mean just call me bugs because fuck it oh, it's the, drink, the only thing <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no it isn't I, I don't drink enough beer i don't I, I drink once a week. I'm not like. Okay, it's no, not enough not drink like, that does it. Okay. It's, it's, not enough it, it, it's more likely to be yeah. that, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah. It's supposed to eat cherries, aren't you? Isn't that the. Uh, the cherries? Yes. That's, that's the one that I saw online, which I found most amusing was cherries. Yes. So <laughs> it, it, I have now bought some concentrated cherry juice, which I used to be on, and I came Otherwise off. Otherwise known as Kirsch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Damn you, uh, damn you, Levine! You exposing um, every. It's, it's worse. Than, it's like Mark exposing every punch, or Donald exposing one of every Mark's punchlines. But anyway, uh, yeah. So there's a little <laughs> bit of me that thinks Champions League would be great if we got there. Obviously, from one point of view, but from the other point of view, I'd love to be on that train, just relaxing, thinking, you know, we've won the league. That'll do. Let me enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. Now, I would like. And I would like to call this all order. Dan, I just want to uh, come over to you for a, a, a moment or two. Um, fairly recently, you, you tweeted that you'd now been covering Chelsea as um, for the Hammersmith and Fulham Chronicle, I think, for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Well, it, it does. And uh, just for sort of sheer symmetry, I, I suspect that was there or thereabouts when, when Roman turned up. Um, it's been a fairly extraordinary 10 years that you've, you've been... F- privileged to actually sort of have access to the players and and the folk within the club um just i i know i appreciate it's a very very open-ended and large question but just give us your thoughts on on the last decade and how you've seen it develop and and what's happened to us crikey where to begin yeah exactly obviously i mean it's a pretty amazing period from any anyone's point of view really um i i also this month have celebrated my 30th year following Chelsea. My, my first game was uh, in March 1984. Right. And, uh, and so obviously I had 20 years of, of, of 
being a proper supporter before I, I started eating the prawn sandwiches. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the last 10 years, you know, I, I think for all of us, it's just been incredible. Nobody could have possibly guessed that this would happen. Um, and, and it's lovely that it has. But also it means that over that time, I've, I've, I think we're up to 10 managers now that I've, um, I've dealt with in press conferences and interviews and things like that. God mm. knows how many players. I mean, some of those <laughs> players have been... Uh, quite, quite. Well, some of them have been memorable. Some of them have not. Um, um, but just amazing. Obviously, that the, the highlights are the same for everyone, aren't they? Munich, um, Bolton, the first time we won the league. Just, just incredible stuff. And, and you just wonder where on earth next? The sky is mm. the limit, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's very true. Actually, I, I, I just, just kind of look back when you tweeted that. I sort of look back over it and thought, actually, if you, if you'd have, if you'd have cropped up. 10 years earlier you, you cover the previous 10 years it's another entirely different story and I, I think it's it's one of the things that makes Chelsea remarkable for me is actually if you look over the last if you take the last decade the decade before the decade before that it's just how incre- I don't think there's another football club around or certainly in this country that's, that's got such a varied history if you like it, it, it just, just strikes me as not unique, but almost unique in in terms of of where we've been and what we've seen and what we've done. Um, and yeah, like you say, what the next X number of years holds is um, is frankly anyone's guess. But um, but no, it's it, it's it's been pretty extraordinary. Um, you're presumably off to um, you're off to Palace next Saturday, and then out to Paris. Palace then after. Paris. <laughs> they could almost be twins, couldn't they? Really? <laughs> yeah, deepest, deepest Selhurst and Thornton Heath, and they're out to Paris. Yeah. Well, where is Crystal Palace twin with then? I, 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 I can't even begin to think. It's mm, yes. Can you, can you look it up when you go? Isn't it? Isn't it conjoined with um, with Croydon? It is. Well, it's it, it's 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 north of Croydon, where I'm south of Croydon. We're, we're right. kind of opposite sides of the borough. But I, um, I do remember I've got friends that live out in West Wickham, and um, I think I yeah, probably tweeted at the time. And I went out there it was about a year ago. We went up there, and uh, they were down there a couple of weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago. But I went up there, and uh, I sort of turned up, and hello, we hadn't seen each other since the summer, and all this. And the guy, my friend Steve plays in a band, and we were off to go and see his band perform in the local pub, and. Um, I sort of got ready to go out, and um, I, she's my so my friends have got a daughter. She's I don't know, like twenty one, twenty two. I call her my lottery girlfriend because I win the lottery, she becomes my girlfriend. And um, <laughs> at the bottom, my wife's happy with all of this. Well, not happy, but you know, kind of understands it. And uh, she she took one look at me and went, uh, "You, you t- take that shirt off." And I thought, "Oh, blimey, who needs a lottery?" You know, um, and, but the fact was, I did have a very discreet Chelsea polo shirt on, and we were going to this pub, which was a, an utter shrine to everything Crystal Palace. And you wouldn't think there was enough of um, anything to this. Assuming it wasn't a particularly big pub, then. But. <laughs> it was just covered in Crystal Palace memorabilia, Crystal Palace shirts, Crystal Palace this, Crystal Palace that. Um, and, 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 a, and a more than a fair smattering of, of Crystal Palace Neanderthals in there, you know. So uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting. I, I I think it's a is it a potential banana skin? I I have a feeling that they gave us a tougher game at Stamford Bridge, didn't they, than we ever expected? Mm. Um, yeah, that's very true. So yes. By I've the way, we're missing we're missing like a hell of an El Clasico. Sorry. So, uh, hang on, sorry, you lost me there. Um, yeah, no, El Clasico, I've, I've just sort of... 3-3, three, three, penalty to Barcelona. 
Yeah. You know, we've scored it. Which they've just scored 4-3, messy hat-trick. Just, All just a on bit the, lively. Going back to the matter in hand in Crystal Palace, you're asking where, where it's twinned with. And, and I, I, a judicious bit of Googling has revealed that, uh, that the London Borough of Croydon is indeed twinned with Arnhem, which, of course, is... Chelsea's B team. Ah, okay. So um, I don't know what that's we draw from that, really. That's a, that's a bit of symmetry, isn't it? Is a little bit. Ah, excellent. Um, if anyone has anything to add, by all means, please throw it in. Um, no, I don't think, uh, no, no, I think we've, we've, we've covered it all, really. There's, yeah. I think, yes, yeah, so that, that does enough for the week. So we've, we've had a very, very good chuckle at Arsenal. Um, Dan, thanks ever so much for joining us it's been a, a, a pleasure to have you on and you are you're welcome back in the yeah, time yeah. I think we may have to get we may have to get you and Chidge at the same time and see if we can get a, a six way thing going just for, for even more shouting and nonsense oh, I'll, bring, um, I'll bring my video camera for that <laughs> but thank you ever so much for joining us it was fantastic yes. um, we will be back in two weeks where we'll be pondering well Crystal Palace um, Paris Saint-Germain and what's the next league game after that someone who is better researched than I am Stoke, Stoke, home, Stoke, Stoke, Stoke at home, excellent. Yeah. Well, there's a mixture. Um, in the meantime, I will say thank you for joining us and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.